Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? When we heal our deepest wounds, we activate our destiny. And the destiny often has to do with these wounds. Because once you begin to heal them, you can offer this healing to others in a more massive way. This is episode number 32 of Mystical Motherhood's podcast, and Agnes is here today, and we're really looking at how she's ready to move into the future and serve women on a more massive scale, but also the fact that she has to sort of still uh, heal some of her wounds from the past in order to fully activate her destiny. If you're a mother and you're working and you want to balance both the need for financial income and also your awakening process and spirituality, this is a really, really good show for you to listen to because we talk about how to work in both worlds. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions, head over to Mystical Motherhood, the website, and don't forget to leave a rating. Thanks for coming. So when I read you, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know if you've ever seen like a movie scene where somebody's like standing and then around them, the entire world is rushing at this really, really, really fast pace. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like moving through you. Like it'd be like thousands of ghosts, like that kind of an energy, like running around. And it's like, it's almost like you feel like you're missing something or you're grasping for it. And it just like misses out of your hands. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can clearly see the steps that you need to go to get there. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of you that's almost afraid to move through the crowd. I mean, we'll go into right. what the scene means. Mm-hmm. What's going on, and there's a lot more. But tell me about what's, what's going on and what's moving so quickly almost past you. So you would say it's kind of around me or I could, I look well, down? the energy or? doesn't matter. It just gives me a oh, right. the energy that's going on with you and it'll make mm-hmm. more sense when we start to speak. Right. Um, okay. Um, what I can, I can identify with, if I think of this picture, first of all, my ancestors come up. That's what you say, ancestor, ancestor, like my grandma and like, you know. Ancestors. Ancestors, sorry, ancestor. So my ancestors come up kind of looking at me like this is the step you take. Is that what I'm take. seeing? I'm seeing like these like figures walking past you and it's like you're almost in mm. space of presence. That's and- right. And there's just, it's, these are like ghost figures. Like there's like That's hundreds right. and hundreds of them passing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm seeing? Okay, mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. So, because, um, I feel like everybody's watching me, you know, it's like my big step out 
in the world. Like I'm stepping out. Here I am. I, that's what I do. That's what I, I'm here for. So this is like the big moment, you know, just almost before a big performance, let's say, or something, you know, you get this goosebumps of this is your moment. And I'm like, I don't want to miss it. You know, I feel like, you know what it feels like? It feels like I want to please everybody. That's what it feels like. You know, it's like all these ancestors are looking at me and I want everyone to be proud of me. That's what's coming to me right now. You know what I mean? Hmm. And you're standing tall. But you're not moving forward yet. You're almost kind of like in shock. Is it? Does it feel like you're about to hit your destiny or you're about to do something bigger and you're almost remembering what that is? Is that what's kind of happening? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Because mm-hmm. have you done a lot of clearing to get to this point? I have. I think I have. But obviously, I feel there is more. Right. There's always more, mm. but then you get to a point and you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And then there comes a point of of pause and reflection because we all come down to this earth with a purpose and a mission. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the world, I don't know, there is some sort of percentage like maybe 22 million. I don't, I mean, maybe making that up, but I remember one of my teachers having a really accurate number of the amount of souls that come down to this earth and mm-hmm. they have, they have a mission. Let's say, let's, let's make a number like 25 million. Let's just make okay, that. Okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. 25 million, only something like five to 10% will remember what their mission is. All right. And then uh-huh. of those five, 10%, only 1% will be oh, gosh. to, I mean, I can give you the, if you really want me to email, I can email it to you, but like only 1% of even those people that remember will be able to fully activate their destiny here on earth. Mm -hmm. And, and so the subconscious and the programming and all this, and all of that's going to be what you have to get through. That's why a Kundalini yoga is something that really helps you get Mm. subconscious trauma and all the things in order Mm -hmm. to fully activate that destiny. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, it feels like to me, it's like, you don't, you, in this, in, in this image, you don't look scared. You're just, you're no. just having a moment of reflection of like, here I go. And you, there's no emotions. It's almost like they're just saying complete presence of like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the world is passing by quickly, but you're, it's like, you'll move through the bet. Like the more you move through with presence and from the heart, the easier mm-hmm. it's going to be. I want you to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see these streams of either ancestors or energy, energetics of our people around you. And I want you to create energetic space in your field. I it almost feels like I'm Moses, you know, through this. Yeah, uh, it's, you are. We're oh, create more Moses. Really so, right, this, oh. so do you see what I'm seeing? Yeah, it's so, like almost... Yeah, exactly. So big, so huge. I want you to open up the crowd Mm -hmm. and begin to project your energy. So when you when you go into working as a priestess or working, you know, with the energetics, there's something called as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So the work when you start to work with women and you begin to activate your higher powers with women on earth, which you will do. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand that the, the the energetic and spiritual work that you are doing above will mm-hmm. complement what happens on Earth. There's mm-hmm. no difference, and mm-hmm. so 
the, the best healers, like you just have to remember that. Fully, I'm, act, mm. I want you to, I'm fully helping you activate that memory of I am just as powerful here in this body as I am in this, you know, mega spiritual world. So in this mm. like in this huge auditorium or it's almost like a train station or something, you know, like movement. I want you to just expand your field because everybody's too close to you. Mm, that's right. It feels like none. Mm-hmm. Expand your field out. And so you have a good like eight feet all the way around you on all sides. Nine feet. Mm. Do you see that? I kind of feel, see that I'm, I'm kind of creating a bubble, let's say, that people can't come closer to me. To like, this is like, you know, I'm extending my borders. That's what it feels like to me. And like, it's this also is extending your boundaries. And my boundaries, that's yeah, right. It's a boundaries mm-hmm. and a borders thing. Because if, mm-hmm. if and when you start teaching, if you, you know, fully activate your destiny, which you can, right. you will have to have some boundaries and borders. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and in that, it's like you can also, I use mirrors a lot. My teacher taught me to use mirrors. So on the boundaries and borders of your, of your energetic area, you can place mirrors either facing in or you can place them facing out so that you can work in presence and from the heart center without mm-hmm. having everybody look at you. Like when they look at you, they should see their own stuff. Brian mm-hmm. reflected back to them so that you become a straight mirror of mm-hmm. their, all of their, you know, like you will always be someone's as you go into the leadership role, which is what you're wanting to do here on earth is, is you're always going to mirror people's insecurities back to them. Right. And the more you grow and the clearer you become as that energetic channel or illuminated being of light the mm-hmm. more people will either be, they'll be attracted to that heart centered in presence, but they're also going, so you're, you're going to have as many people love you as they do hate you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're, so there's three different type of people that you're going to have the type of people that your soul family and they're, you're going to be best friends with them. You're going to have people mm-hmm. that absolutely adore you and just think of you as like a goddess or a God. And they are like constantly giving you credit and love. And then you're going to have people that despise you. Mm-hmm. And the people that despise you, and you'll you'll may lose a lot of friends. I don't know why this is all coming up. It, it just it comes. It's happening. It just, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It feels like I feels like this is your truth. Please tell mm-hmm. me if I'm going off track. Because they no, it, it it's it's what comes up. If I can say now, yeah. did you want to continue? Oh, just let me finish just one sentence, and then um, with the people that may despise you, you may lose friends and they may, cause they're going to see through you, their lack. Mm. And so you just have to send them love equally and, and stay in your present field. Mm. Does that make sense? Those three types of people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in your life? So this is just the beginning of the reading. Tell me what like is really going on. And, and I want to specifically, they want to look at like self-esteem and actually look mm-hmm. in, your, in yourself in your own mirror and the relationship of the self-esteem you had with your mother from the past. Just a little bit. We'll go mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. And how that's like holding you back almost from moving forward. But tell me what's going on in your life. It's a very interesting period because uh, right, right now I'm without my little girl for two weeks. My, my mother is looking after her and it feels like this is my time to put all my courses together 
what I would like to advertise in, you know, during the autumn time, my individual treatments, my, 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 my women gatherings, you know, red tent movements and stuff like this, but especially individual treatments, treatments call me like, you know, this kind of womb healing, what I studied. And, um, so this is the period I'm like inside of myself putting everything together, bringing up all the, um, let's say, treasures. So it's like I'm almost, I always feel like a treasure box right now, and I'm just bringing up these treasures, what I can give to people. So that's what, and the interesting point thing is like, I don't practice motherhood right now for two weeks, so it feels like a luxury, you know, so I can just concentrate on my own truth, let's say, as, as you said. So that, that's what's going on right now. And if, okay, so a lot of the things are they're saying to me. Mm. So it's like for you, you're feeling overwhelmed because it's like the pressure's on, right? Like you can do it now, or that you know you're feeling like I'm really ready to step out, but there's yeah. there's this, mm-hmm. this self esteem thing that's just kind of gluing you back into your old way of being. That's one. That's right. The mm-hmm. second thing is they want. This is I can't tell if this is who's speaking now, but they really want you to think about like, you need to create almost a sacred container for right now. And that's mm-hmm. like no social media and no comparison of like, what does somebody else create that I can compare myself with? And mm. how can I go off of that? It's not about that. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I created mystical motherhood, it came out of my soul mm. of, you know, I don't know if anybody's creating anything like this. I don't, I've never looked I mean, I don't right. follow anybody mm. on uh, social media that I would compare myself to. I don't even mm. mm-hmm. I, don't, um, I don't put up anything that I wouldn't do myself or feel myself. I, does that make sense? Absolutely. And so this Absolutely. actually, when they are showing me, you looking in the mirror at yourself of creating something that can serve other women on this level, it's like you want mm-hmm. to look at your past and your deepest wounds because we all come into this uh, this is a lot of information i'm giving you like three or four different subjects at once mm, it's fine think about but when we come to this planet and we choose our parents mm. and we're like looking down which is something i can take you through is like when you go down and you're choosing the womb and your parents our biggest <clears throat> wounds and our biggest issues in our life that we come in, if we can heal those fully, we activate within our DNA the possibility of like fully activating our destiny, which is usually using our biggest wounds for our biggest triumphs. Hmm. Does this feel accurate when we say this to you? Absolutely. 100%. So it's like yeah. you need to, when you create this website, because you're offering, you know, so what you're trying to do is you're, you're trying to work in motherhood, but in a different way of like offering this as a creative aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. So one way to really get your creativity going. So this is really practical things. And then we'll go back to all of that. You need to have mm-hmm. a daily practice of a meditation. There's no option. There's no bullshit. There's, I mean, the most, cre- you're, the only way we're going to change this planet is through creativity. And if you don't have that kundalini and that shakti energy running through you, you're not going to be able to, you'll be stuck in your subconscious stuff. And so in Mystical Motherhood, that book that you're going to have in the mail soon, there's a lot of meditations you can do. And I think for you, you should start the Adi Shakti. 
Adi Shakti. Yeah, it's uh-huh. A-D-I, and then it's Shakti, and it's in there, and I can also email it to you, and I think it's on my website. Okay. Um, that'll get the, it, that, it's one where you put your hands up, like your fingers, your pointer fingers go to the sky. Oh, I, see I, Adi I have Shakti. the book, I opened it, and this was the first image, what I saw in it, yeah, you know, so that's it opens the right there. They're just, yeah, tell, I'm wow, just, amazing. Yeah, mm. that's the one you're going to do. If you can do it for 31 minutes a day, it'll change your life. If you can do it mm-hmm. for 11, start there. Mm-hmm. But when you, it's like, it, you have to start a practice that starts in the morning. Okay. And then from the morning period, that will be your most creative time. Okay. And don't, and then, so you're going to take, take stepwise approach to create, to creating this, you know, like plan of what you want to offer. And you're going to start with like just three things. Mm-hmm. Three simple things. Like, don't make it any... And then the other things you can add later, like women's group or whatever. But, like, what are the three things you want to offer? And then you have to create a five-year plan and a ten-year plan. Or, you know, at least a five-year plan. Of, like... Mm -hmm. But start... Sorry, that's a little too far right now. But (laughs) I always do five-year and ten-year plans. But they will happen. But you... Like, what can you get done in two weeks that's would make you feel creative and and build your self-esteem up so that you can keep moving that crowd open. You can keep walking through all these people that are coming at you. Does that make sense? Because also with this, back to, I'm sorry I'm jumping all over there, just giving me so It's many fine, I can, I can follow you. Are you, you keeping up? Okay. I am. Also with this vision, going back to this immediate vision, salmon are a type of fish that swim upstream. They mm. do things differently. So in mm-hmm. this vision, you're kind of going against the crowd. It feels like that. Yeah. yeah. And so mm. when you when you start to create this as a benefit for mo- women all over the planet or even small within your community, just just know, like, always create space for that and space for yourself and know you're going against the crowd. And that is mm. how the planet's going to change, though, is because... The only way the break, the matrix will break is if we start to go against the crowd. Mm. And so stop. I don't know if you're looking on social media or if you need time to almost like, it's like you, you need to just look at yourself in the mirror and what you came here to offer and not how anybody else does it. Does that, seem, does that feel accurate when we say this to you? Absolutely. And I got this, it's interesting you are saying it because I got this advice from my coach to look at other people, just to look at their websites and get ideas from them. Well, I'm that's like, a good and idea I, for design. Like yeah, you're for creating design. creating a website, you want to look at websites, right? Mm. And you want to see how other people do it. And for sure. And you want it, you have to have like, when you're creating a business or anything, you have to have, you know, like you have to have a reference point and be like, I like this website for the way it looks. Mm, but what mm-hmm. I'm talking about is there, I know with women, there's a lot of comparison. Absolutely. And there's this it's thing like of like, so well, deep. She these, you know, she has these followers or I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it feels this way to me, mm. but it can, that's going to lower your self-esteem, the competition, you know that absolutely. You know, I struggle with this. Yeah, but you, you know, you get the, it's this is a part of the self thing of like mm-hmm. not. It's it like, is. Is this okay? Tell me about what what. Hold on, let me see what they want to do. Hmm. 
I want you to close your eyes and I want you to go back in time to all the times you looked at friends or other people's lives as almost better than yours or like the mean girl syndrome, you know, like almost the, the separation between women. Does this make sense? Like go back to the playground hmm. and tell me the first memories that come up of, did you have any groups of friends that maybe they left you out or go in your history, go through your, let's go through your memory banks of all the times you felt as the odd one mm-hmm. or the times that maybe girls left you out and you didn't feel like you were enough to be like the pretty one. Does that make sense? These memories. Absolutely. Tell me about that. Let's go. And then I want you to create a glass jar in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to, to describe these memories to you and we're going to put them in the glass jar. Okay. Okay, so what comes up is there is this scene that it's the kindergarten thing. I'm like four, and we just moved into this little town. And um, and I think everybody was already there by the time I arrived. So it's like I missed out one year, you know, of this community thing. So like the group is together, but I'm like a little bit of an outsider coming in. And I think I kind of fed it through my whole, through my whole kindergarten years, you know, for two or three years. It feels really terrible. This, um, you know, it feels like nobody wanted to play with me. Exclusion, you know, they, you know, they are playing with the sand and they send me out and stuff like this. And you know, the worst thing is that the 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 the, the um, take the child. I don't know how you say those ladies you know, who are taking care of children, they kind of didn't say anything. They, they didn't react. It. They encouraged They it. did, right. Something like that. It was terrible. Throat, like, I don't know, like really, really, really bad stuff is coming up. Now go forward in time. There's more. Hmm. Go to like middle school, high school. It's the same because... It's because constant. It's like a lot of... It's constant. It's constant because I was originally born in Transylvania, which is like a part of Romania, okay? And we, But we, I have Hungarian roots. And my family moved to Hungary. And then it's like, we were always called Romanians, but I don't even speak Romanian. So it's like all this mix up with this ethnical background. So it's, it's a historical issue, but of course it became my personal and social issue. But yeah, it goes through, through high school, middle school, absolutely. It's everywhere. And with those memories, it feels like being left out and being the odd one, kind of Mm -hmm. the different one Mm -hmm. in the crowd, not Mm -hmm. feeling as beautiful as the Mm -hmm. other women, Mm -hmm. and almost a sense of competition that you would, you would go small or... But, you know, the, there's a grind of like I ha- like of the giddiness and the, you know, that negativity with the women. Right? Mm. This all feel accurate. And mm-hmm. so what this does in the present moment is it it's making it hard for you because you're trying to go and serve women. So what is your right. biggest wounds? Tell, tell me if we're not being accurate here. 
is is your one of your biggest wounds is feeling left out with women, but yet you're trying to gather women in your community on so many levels in the garden, in motherhood, mm. Mm. in womb healing, in your private sessions, and you're trying to move fully into your embodiment of the divine feminine priestess on this planet, but yet one of your biggest wounds is not trusting women. How does that feel yeah. when you say that to you? I, in a way, it feels like I'm torn into two parts, you know, like I'm, I was looking at this, hey, something interesting comes up. I was like, um, I went to this exhibition. We have Frida Kahlo, this Mexican artist. Mm -hmm. So we have her um, paintings now. And I was writing about her and I was looking at her and I was like looking at her work for the, uh, I spent like a week with her basically. And, you know, she has this these pictures when she's like two sides of herself kind of facing each other, holding hands, kind of belonging together, but still their hearts are bleeding, you know, they don't have. So I really, so I kind of feel like this, you know, like I'm like in two pieces or something. Well, it's do you know soul, what I mean? We're going to do a soul retrieval. Okay. So mm -hmm. I want you to look at all these memories. I want you to, every single member, we're going to ask your body. <sighs> To release these memories into this glass jar. Like all oh, of the memories of where the women, yeah. you know, and I have these... pouring out. It's almost like a black goo that comes out of your throat where you could scream. Yeah. And I have these ballet classes, you know, everybody's looking beautiful with tits and menstruating. And I'm like, I was skinny, no tits, no menstruating, you know. Put that memory this, in anyone else coming up of all the comparison, all of the comparison, uh, the, the low self-esteem. Uh, you feel mm, it? Mm, it's like all over my body. It's like coming from my roots. I can feel it. It's like in my root chakra, you know? It's like uh, and there was coming through my throat. light yeah. to enter your body as it clears out. And when you do this heat type of healing, you do it for every woman. And any woman listening, it can do it at the same time as you. Mm. And it's like, as a group, if we can look at all the times that we compared ourselves, we felt left out. We felt like our body wasn't as beautiful as another woman. And yet we're the same creatures. Mm. And so let it burn out of you now. And I want you to use the purple flame of St. Germain to allow your body to almost walk into the fire. Or you're going to use the process of alchemy to allow this all to burn away from you. So allow it to just melt away all the blackness, all the pain, all the disgust, all the eating disorders or the not eating, the mm. trying to, especially that eating disorder stuff, anything like that. I want you to, any memory that comes up around not eating or dieting or working out or even seeing mm. other women do that, that's coming up a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, mm-hmm. I was an athlete. I was a dancer for many years, yeah, obviously, aiming for it. Beautiful. Let's get that out, too. Hmm. So I would get these emotional emotional eatings. Like, I would just literally eat everything out of the the cupboard. So, But then I would go out for a run to punish myself. So I have this thing. Right. There's all kinds of forms of eating disorders, and probably 95% mm. of women have one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I would say 99. So mm. it's a dysmorphic comparison. And it's back to this. We are all one creature, one woman. And if once we can own and, and, and society wants us to hate ourselves because we're the most powerful creatures on this planet. Yeah, so the matrix, 
wants us to dislike ourselves. Because who, I mean, then if you take away the power of the most intuitive creatures on this planet, who will rule? Not us. Mm. And so if we can almost all of us stop the pettiness of, you know, comparison and, and, you know, you're prettier or I'm in competition and we, if we can, so that's your wound. So watch it burn. Mm. We're going to burn it out. We're going to ask of all the cells and the DNA, we're going to ask the goddess Isis to come in and just any sort of DNA changes that need to be done to clear these memories from your system. I, something else comes up, can I say? Yes. So this pee thing, I hate it. It's like this pee thing. I used to like pee in my bed. Mm-hmm. So it's like this shameful memory of, again, like I used to it. It used to happen like through my teenager years almost until I got my period. So this pee thing is back, you know, it's like this disgust in my body. Oh that I can't control during the night. That's an emotional release. Like that, Mm. are you going through um, any abuse with your parents or anything at that point in your life? Yeah. boyfriend or something? I have, I have an, an, um, an abuse from like, um, three years old. I, I had a a grand, grandpa, grandfather sexual abuse, but that's like three years old. It's what? still there, sweetie. I I worked a lot with it. I mm. so the so with with the bladder, the bladder holds on to like the emotions. It's the emotional container of the body. So when the bladder is constantly being released, it's like relationships. It's like um, I mean, it's different. For, I'm just going kind of wider for everyone because that's that memory. Actually, the peeing is actually a full session in itself. Just so you know. Right. It's not I can't that. Feel that's it. almost like um, there's yeah. like a separate entity, and there's almost some forgiveness needed mm. for yourself in that period of time, mm-hmm. of, of the needing to release the emotions around all that and not being able to. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a lot of sexual partners then at all? Um, during my twenties, yeah, I did, but not my teenager years because I was going for I was in a religious boarding school, so we didn't have any access to men. But in my twenties, I would say there were a couple of years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it wasn't during that period. I mean, this so that the the, the urination that's a whole like a, we would have to do like a work on. I want you to just put it in the bucket and and okay. allow the memory to just release, and then so yeah. once you, tell me when it's all burned. With the purple flame of Saint Germain, I really have to pee. You think it would be okay to release a little bit physically? Right now, yeah, go. Yeah, okay. I yeah, see you're you supposed soon. to. You're just letting it go. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'm back soon. Okay. So while she's gone, whoever's listening is when you have, when you're doing uh, energetic work, you know, it's working when you release your bladder because, or you have to go, or you have to maybe, um, it could be a subconscious, like say you're in a yoga class and you have, you're holding a pose and you have to leave 
because you think you have to go, don't go in that situation. It, but if you're doing some energetic work, like the type of work we're doing here today so that she can release the self-esteem issues, you want to go and release your bladder because you're going to release all that energy out. But if you're in a yoga class and you're holding a pose and you don't want to hold the pose, it's your subconscious that'll come up to say, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and then you'll get up. Don't do that. Try to hold the pose. Okay, so use the... She's back now. Um, so use the the element of after you're done burning it all. I want you to, to imagine all these memories being used, cleared with water. And we're going to have Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene come in and use, and clear the water, almost add some rose drops to it. And I want to see yourself mm-hmm. drinking this rose water. They're asking you to drink the rose water. Mm-hmm. And then... Allow the wind to blow through you, just using the elements and grounding into the earth. So with all this, I mean, it wasn't an accident that I said your biggest wounds are your, can be your biggest triumphs once mm. fully healed. And so the reason why you're having some issues with moving forward with your destiny or your hopes and dreams for helping women is because you haven't fully looked at all of these issues in the level that you need to. Mm. And that's okay. And that's a part of the process, but that's probably why you're almost in like a, a still looking at the subconscious. And, you know, still seeing the reflection of the subconscious around you because you could think you're healed, but then you would see, wouldn't have seen the Frida Kahlo painting and been as affected by it. Like if it would, if you were more healed, you'd look at it and you'd understand, oh, that's, she's looking at herself and her core wounds and you Mm. wouldn't go. But like when you, once you hit your destiny and you've cleared the type of, you know, um, energetics and ancestral baggage you can move forward with lightning speed you can get something done in a year that would take anybody else 10 years Mm. there's no such thing as time but you just still have some more of those wounds to release around it and so you just have to sort of have to go in and say okay if I'm going to gather women I can't have this baggage and this because I can't have this type of you know subconscious energy or like lower chakras energy. So this is, this is something else to think about. So on your journey of finding healers, there's a lot of powerful healers that like have a lot of energy running through them, but they haven't done the subconscious or they haven't done the lower chakra work. So the safety, Mm. love and belonging, you know, working through their, they're fully through their womb, but they still have a lot of energy to heal. But so I always want, women I hope to create women that work through all that baggage first rather than become the healer first it's like you'll be a more powerful healer Mm. if you can work through your own stuff fully because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna attract more students that are gonna mirror your own stuff for your own healing Mm -hmm. that's for sure and then they'll make you mad and you'll be like, why is this happening? And, it, mm-hmm. and so what you want is you want to create, you know, teachers or people out there that can clear, 
not for your own healing, but for their own benefit. Does this all make sense to you when we're saying it? Mm-hmm. And I've got this pressure from my partner, you know, he doesn't understand what I'm going through. And he's like asking me, like, what did you do in the last year exactly? Why are you not earning money? You know, I've got this energy coming from him. You know, this masculine kind of, you should be ready, you know, just do it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's not, you're not ready fully. But I'm like, I'm not ready fully. You know, that's what I feel. I still need to go through things. Well, right. And the spiritual awakening process, especially, you know, which was activated when you became a mother, really, it's a long journey. And so the, uh, like the clearing of like, for me, I'm still clearing myself, but I mean, I did hardcore work. I mean, weekly to bi-weekly hours a week with a full-blown Kundalini opening for six years. Mm, and so it's you, a long time. You, yes. And it's still more stuff to do, but I mean, that was with the help of a, like a massive Kundalini opening I, to like go quicker, mm-hmm. um, which helped me to become a clearer channel to, I don't still have more things to always work on, but for, to mm-hmm. reflect back with other people, how to, they can amplify themselves, right? So That's right. Mm-hmm. you should need, like in this two weeks, it's not just about the pressure to create, you know, this higher spiritual thing. It's also, it sounds like you need to start, if you have a child, you need to start to do both sides. Like how do you create love and belonging and safety for the child, which may be through a part-time job that is just brings in money. Mm-hmm. And then you spend the other, you know, two days, you know, one day working on yourself and one day offering this offering to the world. But until you have these base things created, you can't create a better offering. Mm-hmm. So maybe you take the next two weeks to find, like, where is there somewhere that you could work that he you know it almost it creates like a, a balance between I can work and because it's really wonderful to do I mean unless you want to fully go into it but you may not make the type of money that you need to make in this spiritual world you have to do it it has to be a creative aspect too have you ever thought about that yeah I have the funny thing is that I do send out applications for part-time jobs and I don't get accepted. And I think it's me why I don't get accepted, you know. I don't, you know what I mean? Well, you need to go in and you need to speak with them. You need to go mm. in and, you, and they, I mean, getting a job doesn't have anything to do with the application. It has to do with, the, you know, 60 to 70% of the reason someone gets a job is, the re, is their energy when they go in the room. It, is, it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with... Um... Yeah, I know. I know what comes up. Yeah, I know what comes up. So I have this resistance. This is the crowd thing again, that I don't want to be involved in everyday life issues. I don't want to be involved in the crowd because otherwise I've got this belief that I am not going to be able to keep up myself on this, you know, on this level, which which I'm at now, you know, obviously I want to go higher, but I feel like if I'm like involved in everyday issues, you know, everyday life, then I would drop my energy level. You know what I mean? That I mean, this I is a drop. problem of like, there's, you know, a lot of spiritual workers out there that are like, I'm living in fifth dimensional reality. And I, I personally sometimes definitely feel like I'm living in fifth dimensional reality, but mm. guess what? The world isn't going to change if we're all in fifth dimensional reality. And so in the yogic system, 
which is, you know, my first book's based on mystical motherhood, which is the yogic system, is that it's, and the kundalini yoga, which is why I like it, is a householder's practice. So it's like, yes, you can live in these spiritual realms, but you also have to go out in the world and be able to uh, be a balanced person. And so what these meditations do is they change your auric frequency and your auric field so that you're not really bothered by the everyday world anymore. Mm. Um, so that it doesn't, like all the news, what, what you want in this type, this day and age, in the Aquarian age, and mm-hmm. is you want to be in neutral. So, because there's always going to be a positive side and there's always going to be a negative side. So I was sitting at dinner last night and this woman said, what do you think about um, children watching TV? And, and I said, are you kidding me? Like, we live in a technological world. Are we going to tell our kids they can't watch anything? We'd go crazy. You know, like, they need to, They didn't come to Earth. They knew what they were getting into when they chose this planet. Whatever, you know, they know what they're getting into. So what you have to teach them is how do you look at a massive amount of information or a ton of people looking in the crowd, you know, just like you, how do you look at all that? And see the positive of them and see the negative of them, but come to like a neutral understanding of presence. Mm. And that's what you're supposed to be learning how to do right now. And one way to do that is mantra can help with the neutral mind. So playing different mantras in the background that'll cut all the negativity out and help you get to the positive mind. Really fast and easy way to do it. The meditations, having a daily practice is not, it's not even, it's not an option. Because you're going you're gonna to have so much traumatic subconscious crap, you won't ever be able to move forward because the subconscious will constantly be playing the old stuff. Mm. So you have to do the inner work big time. And so you could waste your whole day wasting your day or you can just do a meditation and probably get more things done. Does this all make sense to you? So what you're saying is right now to kind of structure my time that I would work a little bit somewhere, you know, I would do, to, I would yeah, get you it. just need to like, just like you would take this two mm-hmm. weeks and mm-hmm. structure your two weeks of what can I get done while my child's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to start to structure your life in that way as a mother that's going through, you know, you're, you're, you're a single mom, right? Yeah. You I have, have a partner, help. but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you, and you're wanting to go, th- you know, gain your spirituality mm-hmm. and you're also wanting to start a smaller business and you want to bring in money. That's right. So you need to do it as a stepwise proje- process, just mm-hmm. like you would look at the chakra systems. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't start working with you. I would start from the bottom up. I wouldn't say, let's go to your eighth chakra and bring the angels in. I would never mm-hmm. do that because we'd have to make sure you're, you know, ready for that type of energy or ready for that fifth dimensional stuff. You have to work through the shame, the guilt, the trauma from childhood, all the things that nobody wants to work with. All the, mm-hmm. all the, any trauma, any, like the memories we just went through is one example. You have to work through all that stuff first. And then it's like you work up, work up, work up. And once it's clear, then you can get to these higher channels and begin to do the work in the world. So, okay. so if you structure your life in that way, well, like, okay, what do I really need? I need money coming in. Mm-hmm. So you make it a priority in the next two weeks to go and find a job where money's coming in. That's a priority because you have a child. So that's a base need. 
So in mystical motherhood, you'll see that there's basic, there's base needs. So I use Maslow's hierarchy as a way to structure your life. And in Maslow's hierarchy, there's base needs, and then there's safety needs, and then there's love and belonging, there's self-esteem, and then there's a fully self-actualized human being, mm-hmm. which is only mm-hmm. one out of 100, maybe one out of 1,000. That's fully connected to spirit and has all these other needs met. So with you, you need to be like, are my base needs fully met? Am I sleeping right? Am I eating correctly? Am I working out? You know, and safety is, do I have money coming in? Do I have, um, do I have, am I feeling safe around, you know, my husband or my partner? It's, you have to make yourself work up this ladder to awakening. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you'll be a much stronger teacher. But then that comes down to structuring. It comes down into a bigger plan, but also then structuring your day in a way that's, you know, I, I get up. Like my day, I get up, I meditate for a very long time. And then I work with clients or I, I do my writing in the mornings. I'm writing my next book. And then I work with clients. And when I'm out of this country, I can't work in Europe right now, but I'll have a part-time job too. Because I need to work in both worlds and I'm going to get as, you know, it can't just always be against the crowd. It sometimes has to be, you know, a neutral zone. Does this all make sense? Absolutely. You know, when I'm thinking that I do have an apartment and I'm renting it out, renting it out, it just came up. And I think it's interesting that I am renting it out for other people. And what happens is right now that I'm like, I, you know, we go through this repainting, refurnishing, taking the windows, taking the door. And it almost feels like this is part of my journey, that it's like a little old flat, you know, it's it's cozy, but it's odd. And, you know, I need to take, I need to make new things. I need to make new arrangements so I can, obviously it's a kind of investment that I want to put in money so I can take more, but this is just so I can take more money in. But the main point is that I really feel like this whole cleaning process is connected to this, what's happening right now. You know what I mean? Because I do and so, a lot of times with women, it's a lot of times a rearranging your subconscious and rearranging your inner world will be done through houses. And so women will like I when I constantly dream about houses, I meet people in houses, I work with people in houses, I'm in a different house, you know, three times a week at night for the last seven years. And so the house, even in my book, you'll read like the house is a representation of yourself specifically through the feminine. Because the women, mm. women, most women really love a beautiful home, you know, or, and it's like, what is the, and, and restructuring the home is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. So like decluttering or mm. is, is like, how is your consciousness being reflected out in the beauty around you? And so you creating these other homes, it's, it's like, you're just rearranging yourself too. I did that in our home as well, but it's more it's more visible in the other place because, you know, we are changing the door. You know, physical elements are being changed, so it's really accurate. You know, I can really feel the energy change in that home. Yeah. Yeah, so your work is a daily meditation practice, so you can okay. do this stuff. And then... You don't have to have all the womb stuff done within a, you know, it's like for that, it's like you're just going to start to offer it to friends and family and then 
So you're practicing with them. You can't just go and do something unless you have a good practice. Mm-hmm. And so that has to come before you start taking clients. Okay. It's called like level I do one that, and then yeah. level two. Mm-hmm. And you'll know you're going okay. to level two when you start to spread out to people around the yeah. world. And that's when you know you're moving more into your destiny. Mm-hmm. So start with your friends and family and start to offer, just call everybody you know and just practice. So just say, I'm going to give 10 free away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it 10 times and maybe, or maybe 15. And then if they like it, they'll come back and you can start to charge them and you could do a donation, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, like creating a website and doing all that stuff, that's just going to lose more money until you have a product to really offer. That's so you the need problem. To create the product. Mm-hmm. I need to create the product. That, you'll mm-hmm. know what you're going to write about. So rather true. than this week thinking about everything you're not doing, go and do it. Mm-hmm. And find four friends this week and practice your womb work. It's going to help you with your self-esteem. And mm-hmm. you're going to heal the, pro- the, the core wound of not feeling included with women on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to look as your priority for a part-time job that brings in some money so that you can do this on the side so you can build this business. That's really the practicality of like what you should be doing in, in a practical sense. Does that feel accurate? Mm-hmm. I can really resonate with your sentence that I need to create a product first, you know, with full, um, not just enthusiasm, but full awareness. You know what I mean? It's like I need to be aware of what I'm doing fully. If you need I want to be work aware of your, what you're doing fully and you need to activate it within your system mm-hmm. and fully activate the powers of what you want to put out there, you can't just offer it until you've activated it. Yeah. You can't create women's circles until you fully healed yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of women out there that create women's circles to heal themselves, but guess what they're doing? They're stealing all the other women's energy. That's what I was just thinking about it right now as you said it. What are other women doing out there creating circles and they are not, yeah, that's what Yeah, I, so there's you all know, kinds of. You read my mind. You know, but yeah. like a lot of women who create, there's all kinds of ways to steal people's energy and. And you can lead a circle or you can go and lead a circle and have all your friends go and then take their energy and use their ideas. Well, that's what happened to me when I went to the priestess school. I found out the teacher was stealing my energy, you know, after some time. So that's yeah. definitely, I don't want to do that. I so had like pain. Figure it out yeah. what you want to offer. Now, mm-hmm. with people, use that two weeks, to, use the next two weeks to look for a job and really mm-hmm. get one. That you like yoga studio, whatever it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. really spread yourself out. And then look at your own self esteem and barriers of why you can't, why you're not being able to get a job. You should be able to get a part time job. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. If you need to walk around the city and you need to go into places and be like, look, I can work these hours. I'd want to work here. This is the perfect for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you, you start to offer your gift. You'll, it'll, things will start to move. You'll, then you'll start to heal yourself as you offer your gift. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave a rating. 
Share it on social media. Let your friends know. Visit the Mystical Motherhood website, www.mysticalmotherhood.com. You can write me with any questions, any concerns. Uh, The book Mystical Motherhood is available on Amazon. Thanks for coming in. I'll see you next week.